0: Yo, 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 I am your host, Rebecca, with First Steps to Sanity, and I will be here each week to give you the foundations, strategies, and witchy ways to help you gain confidence, manage your anxiety, and break the stigma by opening the conversation of mental health. So let's dive right into this week's episode. Hey guys, so for today's episode of First Steps to Sanity podcast, I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different. I've been wanting to do solo episodes with you guys for a bit, but I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to start including in these episodes. And then I thought, well, every Saturday (laughs) I post on my Instagram stories an opportunity for you guys to ask me all the questions you want and I'll answer it. And I do this on Saturday because, well, first off, it's usually like a free day for me, so I pretty much can dedicate the whole day to answering your questions if need be. And also because I feel like a lot more people are on social media on Saturdays. So I'm like, all right, this way it'll help more people, more people will see it. And I've actually been getting a really good response from you guys lately. So I was thinking that one of my biggest annoyances with answering these questions on Instagram is that I have to restart it every 15 seconds if I wanna answer the same question. So if I don't have a short response, And I have a longer one, it gets kind of chaotic. And I also don't want to overwhelm anybody. You know, if they ask, you know, simple questions that I can give you simple answers to, I want to be able to give you that simple answer so it's not overwhelming. But I also feel that other people who are reading it and thinking, wow, you know, I've been thinking about that too, that they might benefit a lot from having the ability to have a longer answer. So I thought I would start picking some of these questions and actually putting it in the podcast. So doing some solo episodes with some of my favorite questions that I really, really think can help you guys. All right. So one of the first ones, and I like this probably because it's about me. I'm not going to lie. And I love talking about this, but somebody actually asked me what my favorite part of helping other people overcome their anxiety And to be quite honest, it's the transformation, like even the small ones. I've had clients who literally just woke up one day and they're like, wow, I'm anxious today. And they just recognize the fact that they were anxious. They didn't think anything was wrong with them. They didn't think they were being overly emotional. They didn't think anything crazy. They just sat there and were like, wow, I'm having a human emotion and I'm feeling a little bit anxious and I'm not going to beat myself up for it. And I'm not going to be mean to myself. But I'm kind of curious to know what's making me anxious. Let's work this out. And it's just so like, oh my God, yes, you're you're getting it. You're getting it. Like you're it's like such a small step, but like you're doing it. And I'm so excited for it. And I turn into a crazy person. And then they're like, okay, but like, can we like can we work through this? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I have to, I have to freak out about this for a minute. <laughs> but it's so exciting to see you guys when. Somebody who didn't even think it was possible for them to buy a house or to get a car that they spent more than a thousand dollars on now, all of a sudden, creating goals where (laughs) they have this dream house that they want that's beautiful and gorgeous and big, and it's not going to be a cheap house. And you're just like, holy shit, they're starting to get it that they can do this. And they pick out this beautiful, brand new car that they want to get and they work through it. And then the most amazing thing happens they fucking get it. They want this job and they go update their resume apply to all these places and they fucking get the job that they want and i'm just sitting here in my house like somebody who doesn't really cry getting all teary-eyed like oh my god they did it i helped this is great i'm so proud of you (laughs) i'm making a difference and that's really why i do this i do this because i love to wake up and get messages from you guys that say hey you only answered my question on Instagram, but it made such a huge difference. Or, hey, I just want you to know that I've been in your one-on-one for months and I fucking am making so many strides and I love it so much. And it's all of the transformations from the little tiny ones to these big, huge shifts where they're basically a completely different person and they're the person that they want to be. And I just love that so much. So now that I gushed on that... (laughs) One of the questions that I got asked was advice on being normal. And it kind of hit me because I'm like, I remember that. I remember sitting in my house, in my closet, because for some odd reason, when I have anxiety, even to this day, I go into my closet and I sit down and I keep the lights off and I'm kind of scared because it's dark in my closet. And I'm like, oh my God, there's probably a ghost in here. But I'm also like, I don't want anybody to see me. I don't want anybody to know I'm here. I'm so claustrophobic. And that's something with my anxiety is I always get really claustrophobic the more anxious I get. And I actually get more mad than I do sad. Like I know a lot of people, they get really sad and they get really negative. I get pissed. I get pissed the fuck off. And I snap easier. I get angry over the littlest of things. Like my dog will bark and I'll be like, what is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? And then it hits me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm my fucking parents. Like, <laughs> it's the one thing I didn't want. And it'll just spiral. And that's how my anxiety used to kind of work with me was these different phases of, I'm feeling concerned. I'm feeling scared. And I don't take care of that. And I just keep pushing through as people like to tell you just push through just push through okay well when i push through then i go into the next stage which is getting pissed the fuck off and then i freak out and then i get so angry that i start crying and i spiral into either an anxiety attack sometimes all this happens like so randomly and so without cause that it's actually like a full-blown panic attack and it's insane and it just keeps going. And then I come out of it and I'm like, why can't I just be normal? Why can't I be normal? Why can't I control my emotions? Why can't I get my shit together? Why can't I do these simple things? Why do I get overwhelmed at everything? Why am I constantly fighting just to take a damn breath in? It's stressful. That's, that's an understatement, actually. It's fucking cruel. So one of the biggest things for me was I had to realize that there is no such thing as normal. And that's also a big reason why I wanted to create this podcast is I wanted to open the conversation and to show you guys that these people that we idolize on Instagram as, you know, amazing business owners that are doing so much for the world, they have anxiety and they're scared and they have depression and they've gone through crazy mental health battles too. And they have fought and clawed and beaten their way out of every freaking room that they got stuck in out of every wall that blocked them out of every roadblock that tried to slow them down they kept going they weren't normal none of us are normal there is no such thing as normal and if there is to be quite frank i feel like anxiety is the most normal thing So when we're upset and we're overwhelmed and we're freaking out and we're hiding in the bathroom away from everybody or hiding in the closet away from everybody, quietly crying our eyes out, trying to just don't make noise. Don't let people know that you're experiencing emotion because that's not normal. That's a load of bullshit. And you have to tell yourself that you have to remind yourself that you are not alone. This is normal the emotions that you're feeling are normal. This is what happens when you don't validate yourself, when you don't sit with yourself and really honestly look at your emotions and you just push them in a little box. Well, that box is going to overflow. And when that box overflows, it's not going to be a small moment. It's going to be catastrophic. You're going to freak out. You're going to lose your shit. (laughs) And that's normal because that's what happens when we Just sit there and don't express our emotions and don't release those energies that we have built up within us. There is no such thing as normal and controlling your shit and just getting your shit together. Like, you want to know how you get your shit together? You cry. (laughs) You cry. I'm sorry, but like we all know. you get the best sleep after you just bawled your eyes out for 30 minutes. You sleep better than you ever have in your life after you release all of that. When you release it, when you cry, when you let it go, when you let it out and you do it without judgment, without fear of what other people are thinking around you, without having to worry about anybody sitting there going, oh gosh, she's crazy. You feel amazing. It's like, (laughs) <laughs> it's like you just ran for three hours and got like the craziest runner high known to man you feel amazing because you released your emotions and somewhere along the line society fucked up and got it wrong and tries to tell us that we shouldn't do this we shouldn't release our emotions that we're dramatic women or that it's not manly to release emotions and that's fucking bullshit I had somebody, I had somebody say that it's not manly to cry. And the only thing I thought of was, well, my fiance just lost his best friend of 20 years. It's not even his fucking best friend. I'm sorry. That's his brother. This dude annoyed the crap out of me every day, but he was so, (laughs) he was so important in his life. And he was like the greatest person in the world. And you're telling me it's not manly if he fucking cries. Are you insane? Like, are you on some kind of crazy ass drug that I'm not aware of yet? I think, first off, you need to go to rehab. Uh, (laughs) Secondly, cry, release it, get it out. Because if it stays stuck inside, it's going to come out one day. And it's going to come out when it's inconvenient. And it's going to take your ass down. And it's going to be way worse than if you just cry and let yourself feel it. And I am so jealous. I remember being so, so, so jealous of the people that when they see something, when they hear something, when they feel something, they just release it. Because for so long, I was quiet. I was stone cold. I would not let people ever know that I had emotions besides happiness and, oh, she's a class clown and all she does is make jokes. She's great. When it came out that I actually know have Severe depression and suicidal thoughts and severe anxiety, and I have panic attacks and anxiety attacks every single day. People were shocked. And when it came out that I had social anxiety, you know, the girl that did so great in public speaking that spent 10 years on a stage in chorus and belly danced in her high school talent show, everybody was like, What the fuck is wrong? Like, that's insane. That doctor totally misdiagnosed you, but they didn't. And for the first time in my life, I finally understood why, (laughs) why was I this way? Why was I freaking out? Like the social anxiety diagnosis was really, really is what helped me. And it helped me realize that I'm normal. I'm completely normal. Like, (laughs) yeah, I can get up and give a speech in front of my class. But the majority of the time I'm making really bad jokes and trying to get people to laugh. And they just think it's because I'm charismatic. No, it's because I feel like if people are laughing with me, that they're not laughing at me. I use humor as a way to deflect my emotions, which is why I am so fucking funny. There's, if my fiance is listening to this, he's probably like, no, she's not, guys. She's really not. It's really bad. We have a problem in our house. The dad jokes. It's insane. But <laughs> there is no such thing on normal. There is no... Advice that I can give you on how to be normal because you are already normal. You are already normal. And the only thing that you have to do is just release your emotions. And it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. I when I lost my dad, I tried for weeks. Weeks to release my emotion. And I couldn't. A kid that lost their father to suicide could not cry. I could have anxiety attacks about it, but I couldn't cry. And I wanted so badly. I thought there was something so wrong with me. Like, why can't I just cry? Well, because I had sat there and pushed my emotions down for so long. It was hard. So impossibly hard for me to actually release them when I needed to. And it happened at the most inconvenient time, of course, because that's the way it works. But I started to learn more about it and started to decide that i'm not gonna lie anymore i'm not gonna sit here and tell everybody that everything's fine when it's not and if i want to cry i'm gonna cry and if i cry in a room full of guys that all stare at me like some crazy overdramatic girl then they think i'm an overdramatic girl who the fuck cares guess what i go home that night i don't have as much anxiety i don't have as many anxiety attacks i don't have as many panic attacks my life just got better So if you think I'm overdramatic, then you can think I'm overdramatic. I don't give a shit. Because going home and being by myself, locked in a room, and just having a million anxious thoughts about my day, I would do anything to get rid of that. Man, I'd sit on the corner dressed in a Chick-fil-A costume fighting a freaking, uh... oh, a Chick-fil-A costume is a cow. For some odd reason, I was thinking it was a chicken. Okay. So I'd fight a chicken in a Chick-fil-A costume. I'm down for that. There was a video. I'll do it. (laughs) If that's what gets rid of my anxiety, I will be on that corner tomorrow, guys. (laughs) All right. So the next question was, how do you stay consistent and you stop comparing yourself to other people? Staying consistent is all just about, for me, I forget. I legitimately forget. I forget everything. And I know I do because I get so overwhelmed and I put so much on my plate. So I stop trying to remember and I just set reminders on my phone. Like, I don't care. I don't need to remember. I got a phone. We're in 2020, guys. We have cell phones. We can just set reminders. And the funny thing is, is when I set a reminder, I always remember. But if I don't set a reminder, I forget. And I remember before the reminder goes off. So I think it's like something in my brain about the actual act of setting that reminder tells my brain that this is important and I need to remember this. So my memory is not bad. It doesn't F up my memory like everyone likes to tell you. It does not fuck up my memory at all. But it actually allows me to get everything done with less stress, which clears my mind Because I'm not stressing about, oh, God, don't forget to get bread at the store. For God's sake, do not forget to get bread at the store. I swear to God, if you forget to get bread at the store and then you go to the store and you don't get bread. (laughs) But if I had it on my list, for some odd reason, I I just remember. It's like the first thing I'll go and grab. Oh, hey, we need bread. I need to go get bread. Like the first thing. And it's, it's whatever works for you. Maybe setting reminders actually makes you forget. I don't know. Whatever it works for you, figure it out and do it. And if anybody tells you it's wrong, tell them to fuck off. That's how you remain consistent. You do whatever it takes to get you to remember it, and you don't stress out about it. You got enough to stress out about through the day. So, how I stopped comparing myself to other people is a lifelong battle. I still compare myself today. I actually did it the other day. I was sitting there and I saw this really um, awesome—I forget her specific. She wasn't an anxiety coach, but she was something in the mindset realm. And I just thought her stuff was so cool. And she had so many followers and it looked like she was doing so great. And I was like, oh my God, why can't I be like her? Da, 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 like just comparing myself like, oh my God, she even looks amazing. And like, I'm sitting here, you know, on my next phase of trying to lose weight. And I'm just like, oh God, like, I don't look like her. She's amazing. And she has all these followers and it looks like she has all these clients and holy shit, these offers are fucking perfection. And I'm just sitting here like ragging on myself the whole entire time. And then I stop and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) This girl is not me. Like I could not imagine in a million years being this girl, having her personality. It is not me at all. Like this is somebody who listens to poppy music all the time was probably a cheerleader in high school has blonde hair blonde highlights uh wears gold everything um dresses in all pink i mean just the exact opposite of me and yeah so what she has a lot of followers so what she might have more clients than me so what she might have offers that are cooler than me but if i scroll down i see that she's been doing this for years i've been doing it for like a year and a half like no it's not the same thing And that's another problem that I've started to realize is when we compare ourselves to people, we compare ourselves to the people that have already reached the goals that we want. We don't look back at when they were at our level, at who we are now, just starting out, just learning halfway through. You know, when I'm running a business and I'm like, wow, I want to make eight figures one day. I'm not making six right now. But I'm, I'm comparing myself to somebody who's making eight figures. I'm like, of course she looks awesome. First off, she can probably afford, and you can afford anything you want, you just can't afford everything. That's my mantra, but still, she can go out and spend lots of money on getting her hair done, getting her nails done, getting her makeup professionally done, getting her videos professionally edited. She has a whole team that can help her because she's at that level. I'm not at that level right now. I'm a one man show, I'm doing pretty damn good for a one, I'm sorry, I'm a one woman show. So yeah, I can compare myself to her, but it would be ignorant because she's at eight figures. I'm not even at six. So why am I comparing myself to somebody who's so far beyond what I am at right now? So something that I've actually done, and it's a little weird. And again, this is not something that's in my strong suit right now because i do i still compare myself and i i honestly think everybody still compares themselves to other people but i actually go back (laughs) i go back in their social media i scroll down i see when they first started i go all the way back to when they had all the pictures of just them and their friends and weird like artistic photos of their cat (laughs) and i go a little bit up from that and I see what they were like when they started their business and whenever I do that I'm like they're just like me they were just like me there's nothing to compare myself to because we were the same I use stock photos when I first started because even though it was on I actually use my personal Instagram so if you scroll back far enough you'll see everything I've ever posted on Instagram I haven't deleted anything um, you'll see probably post back of when I was ignorant and I didn't understand racism. And you'll see things back of when I was ignorant and I didn't understand suicide. I was still upset about my dad. And you'll see a lot of things and then you'll keep going and you'll see where I've grown and how I've learned and how I've developed and just become a better person every day. Because yeah, I was stupid as a kid. We were all stupid as a kid. Like, I'm going to look back on myself five years from now and go, wow, you were stupid on that episode of the podcast. (laughs) Like there's so much more. There's so much more knowledge. (laughs) You're always going to be growing. You're always going to be learning. So go back, look back at the person when they were at your level. If you're comparing somebody to yourself, look back at the person when they were on your level and also realize Instagram's a highlight reel. And I've been really shitty about posting my truthful Thursdays because if I'm being honest. It's been a little crazy. <laughs> like, like this been a little too truthful. And I'm not at that level where I want to be that vulnerable right now. But that's okay. I'm avoiding it. I'll be honest. Avoidance doesn't overcome anything, but right now that's what I'm doing. And I am planning on getting more specific this Thursday. So if you guys follow me on Instagram, pay attention to the stories on Thursday. It'll probably be Thursday night um because it's probably going to be long <laughs> but it's okay to be jealous of somebody everybody always tells you you shouldn't be jealous of other people but i say fuck that it's okay to be jealous of somebody but don't be mean don't be nasty don't be like Oh, she only has this cuz she's blonde i don't know that was the first thing i thought of <laughs> she only has her parents probably gave her a trust fund that's why she has this or she probably lied about how she got there or something somebody that I idealized and I was like oh my god this person got six figures in six months why can't I get six figures in six months and then I like started to actually read up more on her story and I was like this girl (laughs) did not get it in six months technically she got it in that business within six months but she had like three businesses before that and that's not lying it's really not like when she shifted her focus and she created a brand new business and she created a whole new level of how she was going to do things. Yeah, no, she created six figures in six months, but there was a lot of trial and error that a lot of people leave out. And I wish that they didn't like, I really, I, I wish that they didn't because then you compare yourselves to them and you're like, well, why can't I get six figures in six months? Cause it wasn't six months. They had like three years of learning that they did before that. And that's another thing to keep in mind is, yeah, this person, and there's, there's probably, I'm, I'm having like four or five people coming up that I followed on Instagram. And I remember thinking like, why can't I hit it like they do? And then, <laughs> one of them I realized actually had like a whole travel podcast where she got like hundreds of millions of views. And then she shifted to being a business coach and a social media manager. Yeah, she started making money. She had all those people from YouTube that were already following her. She just switched her Instagram name. And then all of these people are like, well, she does amazing. Like I want to, I want to have her success. She already had the authority. She already had built the know, like, and trust with these people. It was just selling them a different product, which you would think would be harder, but it's actually not. It's a lot easier. If somebody knows you and they like you and they trust you, it's easy to buy from them. So when you're comparing yourself to these people, realize that What you think their beginning is, it might not be their beginning. They might have had another start somewhere else that has helped fuel them in this new beginning, quotations, that has created a new world. There's a lot of different reasons on why people are at the level that they're at. And we can't sit there and look at their one Instagram post where they're making eight figures or they have the body that you've always wanted or they... Or accomplishing whatever dream it is that you have and sit there and think that okay I want that why can't I have that you can you can have whatever you want you just have to go out there and do it ask them how'd you do that how'd you get there when I bought my house at 23 I had a lot of people ask me how'd you do that how'd you buy a house at 23 I lived with my in-laws for three years it was not fun I think my in-laws are amazing so if they're listening to this like I love you guys but it was cramped. All right. You had my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my sister-in-law, who, when we moved in, had just started middle school. So every morning, and I was working nights when we lived there, by the way, every morning I get woken up at 7am, like just fall, fell asleep for like three hours. So it's like my middle of the night to her screaming get up what are you doing get ready we're running late and her room was right next to mine and i'm just like oh god take me now (laughs) like this is horrible (laughs) but it was it was the best because when we lived there for three years i was able to get out of food service get into a job that i liked make more money go back to school get the better car that i needed because my other one was like breaking every fucking day like it was insane and then pay off a bunch of debt and get the house. But it didn't happen overnight. And not a lot of people are willing to go move in with their in-laws. And not a lot of people have the option to move in with their in-laws because we did not pay rent. So we had a huge expense that was taken off. But all everybody saw was, oh my God, she's 23 years old. She has like a million animals and she can afford to buy a house. How the hell does this happen? We saved. We did things that a lot of people wouldn't have done. And that's pretty much what every business owner will tell you too. Well, I succeeded because even though you might've seen that, yeah, I bought a house and I built it and it was six months and it looked easy and it was simple. It actually wasn't. I had all this groundwork that I did three years prior. And if you really look back far enough, you will see that everybody had worked for years prior to them actually doing these things that you're now comparing yourself to. So if you want what they have and you see it and you get jealous, ask them how they got it. And one of the things that is a huge pet peeve of mine is um, people on Instagram, (laughs) and I took a lot of business courses that said this, and I thought it was the stupidest thing ever, said do not answer people's DMs direct them to your product. And I get that a lot of people take advantage of the fact that you'll answer questions in your DMs and they'll basically have like a one-on-one coach with you for like, I don't know, years before you finally have the balls to say, dude, look, like if you want to hire me, hire me, but don't ask me 80 million questions a day. I get there's people out there that are like that, that abuse the system, but they are not as often as these courses make you think. Like the majority of people have one question they ask you, you answer it, and then they might not talk to you for like a month. And then they might have another question and they'll ask you. And then all of a sudden they're buying your products because you answered their questions. They're watching your stuff. They value what you're saying. They now know you. They now like you. They now trust you because the advice you've previously given them for free is now working for them and they see it and they understand it and they like how you teach and they like what you do. So guess what? Now they're going to hire you but all these courses like to teach you, don't do that. Don't answer everybody's questions in the DMs. They're just using you. Who the fuck cares? I'm an anxiety coach. If you have anxiety and you have a question, I wanna help you. Like I'm not in this to make a shit ton of money. I wanna make a shit ton of money, don't get me wrong, but that's not my goal. My goal is I wanna have a business. I wanna help people. My first priority, my mission does not say, get on Instagram and make eight figures. No, it says, I want to fucking help people. I want to help the people that were like I was, where I went to 13 therapists and not a damn one could help me. But everybody kept saying, therapists are the only thing that can help you. Okay, well, to be quite frank, they were all pretty shitty. Like I tried and nobody can tell me I didn't try because that's a load of shit. I tried and it didn't work. And I didn't want medication because I didn't, it didn't align with me. And there's nothing wrong if therapy works for you. I'm jealous of those people. I'm like, damn, that would have been nice if my first therapist would have worked out. Things would have been a lot easier. But it doesn't work for everybody. Therapy wasn't meant for everybody, in my personal opinion. Medication wasn't meant for everybody. Medication, I feel, was meant, and this is, again, anxiety. I'm not talking, like, schizophrenia and bipolar I will be straight up. I don't know a lot about those. I'm talking with anxiety specifically and depression. Anxiety and depression, in my personal opinion, you're meant to take medication to get you out of a rough situational moment. And while you're taking that medication and you're clearing your head and you're in a better headspace, you use that time to create a better life that supported you that helped you release your anxiety, overcome your depression. I don't feel that we were meant to take medication from the time that we were 16 and realized that we had depression all the way until the time that we're 90 and we're on our deathbed. Medication wasn't meant to sustain within your body that long. Your body will actually become immune to medications. I can't even take the same allergy medication I took when I was seven. I have to switch it up every few years because my body becomes immune to it and I have to do what's called a medication vacation with allergy medicine. Now, you can't do that with mental health medication because you do have to ease off of it. It's a certain, it's a way different process. I can just stop taking my allergy medicine, nothing happens, except I get, I will probably get like a sinus infection or a cold or something, and I'll take some antibiotics. But it's completely different with mental health medication, so don't ever do that without your doctor's approval. But I have to go on periods of times where I either don't take my allergy medicine or a switch to something else. And then I can switch back, but it's supposed to get my immune system and my internal organs to not be consistently getting the exact same thing every, every day, because eventually they build up an immunity to it. It's the same thing as when people who have addictions, you know, when you, right now I don't drink. So if I was to take a shot, I'd probably get drunk. (laughs) I would get drunk. But I stopped drinking at a point where it actually took like five or six drinks to really get me to a point that I was honestly drunk, and I was never a drinker, and I always been that person that like if I had one or two, it was fine. So when it got to that, it actually was like really noticeable with me, and that's why I stopped drinking was because I was like,, uh, I'm actually building up a tolerance to this like it doesn't it doesn't work the same. Like if I have one drink, it doesn't feel the same as when it used to. And that's the same thing with medication. So I don't personally feel that we were meant to take it. So my whole purpose on here is to help people actually develop the things that they can do within their life that will help them. And everything that I do, because I'm still on a different path of like learning and growing and healing and everything that I do gets added into my teaching. Everything that I find that works, that works well, or even that works a little bit for me, because what works for me might not work for you. And what works, what doesn't work for me might work for you. I still make a note of it because I want to help you guys. And I want you guys to have all these options. And I want you guys to come to me and be able to create the life that you want and overcome your anxiety because if you're anything like me, dude, that shit was hell. Like to know that therapy doesn't help you, but that's all everybody ever tells you to do is go get a therapist. Well, if they're not helping me, what's the point of it? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So yeah, I don't really care for <laughs> that was a long rant to basically tell you guys, I don't really care for that bullshit advice to not answer people's questions in your DMs. Like that's the stupidest freaking thing I've ever heard in my life. All right. So I'm going to do one more question and then we're going to, cause I think this podcast actually ended up being a little bit longer than I minute it to be, but what do you do if you feel like you don't belong? To me, this is the same question as how do I be normal? Nobody belongs hundred percent. The only place that you will ever fully belong to is yourself. That's why it's so important that you heal yourself And you create that safe space with yourself, so that way you can feel safe within yourself. Nobody is like you. You are unique. You are completely different. You are your own person. There is not a single person on this planet that was born at the exact second day moment as you. Not a single one. You are unique. Out of 7 billion people on this planet, you are the only one like you. People have similarities to you, they have things in common with you, but they will never be you 100%. Not one single person out there can be you. So you will never fully belong to any one person. You were never meant to belong. None of us were meant to belong. We were meant to stand out, we were meant to be different. We were meant to be these people who each had a separate impact within our community, within our world. And if we all belonged, we wouldn't have that. And that's not to say that you'll never have friends, you'll never have somebody that you have a relationship with. You will, but (laughs) my fiance, (laughs) we are actually barely alike. We are alike in the ways that I feel you need to be to have a successful relationship with me. Like I have a really messed up sense of humor and I actually have like a really dark sense of humor and I don't share that with a lot of people. I'll share it with him. He thinks it's hilarious. (laughs) He's like, this is the greatest thing ever. That's the only time he thinks I'm funny if I'm making like really dark humor jokes. But anyways, Uh, (laughs) so we're alike there. When I'm not patient, I am not a patient person and I don't really even think it's a bad thing because I'm not a patient person. I recognize other people that are not patient and I'm like, dude, I get it. I can help you. I work fast. I do things fast. I get shit done fast. I'm not patient. I don't expect anybody to be patient waiting for me. Him, on the other hand, the most patient person on the planet. He will literally stand in a line and wait like 30 minutes like it's nothing. And after two minutes, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) So it's a really nice balance because he wasn't meant to be just like me. It would be boring. It would be really boring. He was meant to be this chemistry reaction with me, like freaking baking soda and vinegar. And we were meant to kind of explode, but it kind of combines and creates its own thing when that happens. So like our kid is going to be like the inside of a baking soda volcano. (laughs) When you put the vinegar in, like it's all going to be mixed. Anyways, that was a weird analogy, but you get my point. Like we're going to create this child that's going to be nothing like us because it's going to pick and choose from different pieces of us. It's I hope it's going to get its father's patience, but if it gets its mother's patience, Lord help the world. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not Catholic and he's Catholic and I will not step into a Catholic church because every time I do, they look at me like I'm crazy. I just feel the judgment. I'm like, oh God. Okay. And I make a lot of like, Oh, I'm praying for you and Jesus take the wheel references, but I'm actually not even Christian. I am my own religion. (laughs) I believe in my own viewpoints. And we butt heads on that a lot because he's Catholic. He's like, no, it's this way. And I'm like, do you know without a fact? Can you prove it to me without a fact? No? Okay. I don't claim to be ignorant enough to actually know what's out there. And that's honestly how I look at it is if you sit there and tell me that your God is the only God in the world and your God wasn't even around at the start of the world, what the fuck? No, I'm not ignorant enough to claim to know who the fuck the higher power is. I don't give a shit. I call it the universe because that's the biggest thing I can think of in my mind. And that's how it is to me. It's the biggest thing out there. And it's in everything. And the universe is in everything. So that's my logic. But I don't claim to know what's out there. And that bothers the shit out of him. It's hilarious. But you were never meant to get along with everybody. You were never meant to belong. You were never meant to be this person that just fits in everywhere. You were meant to stand out. So stand on the goddamn table and scream out there that I am my own motherfucking person. I do my own motherfucking shit. And you either get on board or you don't. I don't really care. Because you were never meant to belong. And I feel like when you accept that, it kind of opens a door to you that, okay, so me and this person love this band. Great, awesome. I don't have to belong with her. I don't have to belong in this group of friends that all like that band. I don't have to. I can talk about the similar- similarities that we have, the things we have in common, and I can learn from these people with the things that we don't have in common. Like my fiance's learned so much about religion from me because I've studied it so intently because I really did want to know what was out there. And then I realized that I'm not at that level to know. There's something. I just don't know what the fuck it is. And he's learned so much. And he tells all of his coworkers, he's like, don't argue with her about religion. You're not going to win. <laughs> like, she knows too much. And he will do the same thing, like, with cars. I'm like, I will fucking know. Ask him. <laughs> and some lady came to our house. Because <laughs> we tell everybody in our community he works on cars. Because cars are a very hard thing to have to deal with. And I feel like it was one of the biggest stresses that I had in my life uh, financially was cars. If you guys ever have questions about cars too, feel free to DM me and I can always ask him. Um, but yeah, so we tell people like, hey, if you need anything, just come to us and ask us. One lady came to my door and tried to have me help her. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, I'm with him. So I don't have to know. Okay, <laughs> here's his phone number. Call him. Sorry, he's at work. I can't help you right now. Um, but he'll answer and I'll let him know you're calling him. But it's just so funny because like so many people are like, well, don't you want to know about that? Like, don't you want to have that in common? Like cars are so important to him. I'm like, why the fuck would I? I wasn't meant to know about cars. That's why whatever higher power out there gave me a guy that knew all about cars. I don't have to learn about cars. And if he dies, then I got my brother. And if my brother dies, then, oh, well, I guess I'm going to be that old lady that gets taken advantage of at the dealerships. I don't know. I don't really have a plan after that. (laughs) Fingers crossed. We have a kid that learned about cars. So I don't have to know about cars because cars bore the fuck out of me. (laughs) And he's like that with religion and a lot of other things that I'm interested in. He doesn't want to know about them because they bore the fuck out of him. If he has a question, he has me. And that's how people need to look at this. We were not meant to belong we were meant to learn from each other to have people that we can talk to about we were not we're not ever going to know everything in the world we're just not so we were meant to learn everything that we could about the things that make us passionate make the impact with the things that make us passionate and have friends that question us on a daily basis so we always are learning and growing and becoming better if i did not have people that questioned me so much when i had really unintelligent views about different races then i would not have learned and everybody gets upset when people have different political views and people have different racial views and social justice views and everything views in the world but the fact is is learn from it learn from it learn from it because you were not meant to belong you were not meant to fit in and sit down at the table with everybody else in the universe. No, you were meant to stand out while everyone's sitting down. You were meant to stand up. You were not meant to sit there. And if we all just did what we wanted and learned what we wanted to and worked and created the impact that we wanted to, life would be amazing. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. I really hope you love this episode. Follow me on Instagram because I give away all the cool shit on Instagram. I'm at first steps to sanity because I'm going to help you take the first steps to get in your sanity. All right, guys. Have a great night. Have a great day. Leave me a review. Love you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. For more bomb ass content, follow me on Instagram at First Steps to Sanity or leave me a review and let me know what your favorite part was. I can't wait to see you guys next week. Bye.